So, salute to your birthday. Because I was here that day. And I just realized that we are muted on YouTube because it's my first time doing that. So, hi, YouTube. For all the people watching on YouTube, you just watched me do this for a little while and, and didn't see nothing. That's but, hilarious. Um, uh, welcome to Knockin' Fat for the Shots, episode 10. We're talking about our favorite outfitters and drinking Elijah Craig for my birthday. That's pretty much all you missed. And then I said it really, you know, professionally after that. So anyway, Elijah Craig, I really mm. like this toasted. It's solid. It's um, good. I don't know. You're the flavor guy. I don't know. The, um, you know, this always has a kind of floral palette for me. The Elijah Craig's, but that toasted brings in a lot of oak. Yeah, yeah, I can taste that the mm -hmm. oak, but the other flavors I can't. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I just think it, I think the toasted brings it really smooth into it. Mm -hmm. That and the fact that it's probably only yeah ninety four. See, this is one of the higher ones for you. I mean ninety four, but yeah. uh, it's not bad. We got you creeping up there. No, that's a good. It's a good drink. Yeah, it's pretty solid. I'm a big fan. You remember the first bottle we had of this? I thought that one tasted a lot, um, or had a lot of more of kind of like a toasted marshmallow taste to it. I'm toasted not, marshmallow taste, really? Yeah, this one, I'm not getting as much of that. Huh. I am. Sorry, I'm still messing with stuff over here. Kyle says we are muted. Thanks, Kyle. We'll see if we can fix that. There's no sound. You said you could read that. I told you I could. No sound. Hmm. Is that because this isn't plugged into anything? Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's IT, probably a little better. IT fixed it, I hope. That's probably, yeah. IT fixed it. That's probably a little better. But there's no sound on TikTok. Can you hear it now? Still no sound? Texting Kyle to see. Oh, thumbs up up there. I can see the thumbs up. Now we have sound. If I squint. Yeah. It was a whole ordeal, apparently, with the sound. So as long as you guys can hear us now, we're good. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you guys so much. You're welcome. <laughs> yes, thank you, David, for being here. Uh, anyway, I started off with Elijah Craig. And um, if you guys have watched the show before, we always start... We always start off with a uh, trivia question from last time. So the trivia question from last time was, when sighting in a bow, how do you adjust your sight in order to line up the pins for where your arrows are landing? So how do you sight in a bow? That is the question of the day. Well, actually, that was a question from the last podcast. Anybody have the answer? Call your bow whisperer. David, is just David, don't don't answer. <laughs> Dan, don't answer the question. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Again, I can't read it up there. So if they're answering you, I can't see it.
Anybody have the answer? Can you read that? Shit and adjust? Yeah. Shoot and adjust. Yeah, that's, that sounds a little better. I was going to let you be the content provider. Repeat that, not me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could shit and adjust if that's what you needed to do. Chase the arrow. <clears throat> Kyle, you're damn right. You have no clue. That's why I do it for you. Maybe if you shot your bow more, you'd uh, you'd uh, you'd be able to uh, do it yourself. Do you know what a pin looks like, Kyle? But you are correct. You do chase the arrow. I can't read your name from here, but whoever said chase the arrow is correct. Kyle, and then just, shoot it again and chase the arrow again and move your pins. That is correct. Kyle, just give me one color you might find on your pin. <laughs> just one. Yeah, spam spam one color in the chat, which you might find. What's the top <laughs> pin color? Sorry, Kyle. I don't mm. need to pick. All right. Got that out of the way. The only fun fact I have for you guys today, hunters in Wisconsin killed 14% more deer on opening day than 2021. I think that's a good thing. Oh, that's great. I mean, we don't hunt in Wisconsin, but no, but it doesn't matter. I think it's I think it's fantastic. It means more people are getting out. What um, what I hope that tells me is, yeah, more people are getting out. Maybe the younger um, crowd is starting to get more involved. You know, trying to teach the young kids, get them out there, get them more involved. Yeah, so, I agree with you. That'll be awesome. That's great. All right, let's jump in. Which so, like I said, about? like I said today, we are talking about outfitters we've been to. Some of them are um, like duck outfitters, there's a goose outfitter, there's some fishing outfitters, we've got whitetail, exotics, um, all sorts of stuff that we're talking about today. So if you guys have been to an outfitter that um, you like, throw it in the comments, let me know, I can look it up and uh, check it out. But if you guys have ever been to one of these, let us know. And some of these are going to be good, some of these are going to be bad, it's going to be an honest review, so just... Uh, stick with us and maybe sometimes you uh, will like what we say about them and sometimes you won't but uh, it's our opinion we are starting with who are we starting with final flight outfitters actually the hat that I'm wearing right now final flight outfitters I didn't even realize to be truthful with you um, I wore their pulley to the gym this morning because it's very cold yeah they do have solid pullovers yeah uh, so this is final flight outfitters <laughs> The only um, website they got right here, and for you guys on TikTok, you uh, can't see you can't see um, my screen right now. But if you go watch on YouTube, you can check it out. Um, located out of Lubbock. Located out of Lubbock. Yeah, they are a uh, waterfowl outfitter. I think they do ducks. I'm not really sure about that, um, but they do. Um, we went there for a crane and a goose, and I want to say they do ducks as well. He so made, we went there for a crane. You mentioned it. Um, the guys, the guys, um, they're really awesome. We had kind of a bad experience the first day, I would say, and um, the owner came out and took care of us and took us out the next day, and we got a bunch of geese. The weather was kind of bad for for crane, and I won't speak bad about the outfitter for why we didn't get any crane. That's why they called hunting. But we were kind of told one thing and then got there and it was another thing, but that is no fault of the outfitter. Let's just put it that way. Um, 
I'd say they worked for us pretty good after that first day. The first day was kind mm-hmm. of in shambles, if you will. We were with another group, and maybe that's just how they do it, but we weren't really prepped on that very well. Um, but after that, the owners came out, and they took us out that afternoon and the next morning and hosted us at their house and cleaned our bird. I mean, it was they did stuff that they don't normally do for us um, and, and took care of us pretty good. So reasonably priced. Um, I don't know about compared to other geese or or uh, crane hunters in the Lubbock area, anybody from the uh, Texas Tech region up there that's been, uh, let me know what you guys, what you guys, uh, you know, think about think about this outfitter if you've been, but um, but yeah, yeah, they were they were they were pretty solid. I would I would uh, I would go back. They're they're pretty good. Has some good apparel. You can go follow them on Instagram, and obviously they got a Facebook page here that I'm showing off on uh, YouTube. But um, yeah, any other thoughts? What do you think? I had a good time. Um, yeah, like Justin said, it didn't turn out to be exactly what we were told in the beginning, but they made adjustments quickly. Took care of us um, at the you know we were there for crane and circumstances right but at the owner's home man, he had one of those cranes mounted on his wall it, it was, was sick it was it really was, nice it would have been nice to get one but maybe we'll get back up there and, and uh do a little video and hopefully bring one home yeah i didn't i didn't really know what to expect with the crane i know that they taste really good and that's really all i was there for but um but yeah, when we when we made it over to his house and he had that son bitch on the wall and yeah. and uh, it was six I mean, foot wingspan. Oh, at least God. I mean it was a freaking pterodactyl. That's what that that was sick, yeah. man. That was sick. I like it. Mm. What's up, Larry? No, we hadn't gotten rid of Jimbo yet. You ready for some of this? Maybe next year. <laughs> Maybe next year. There's still hope, right? All right, who do you want to talk about? All right, next one. Keep it with birds or? Uh, yeah, let's go Central Flyway. Let me pull it up here on the um, on YouTube so people can see Central Flyway Outfitters. So this outfitter is a duck outfitter. They do. Is it just duck? I don't, no, I don't they, know. They do quite a bit more, but we went for duck. And uh, let's see. We went for teal, early teal. Right? Er, yeah, I, yeah. I was there for early teal, um, and that was a blast. They do it upright. That that place is kind of cool. They got a whole outfit on um, on a, like a big old house on stilts. So the bottom level, because they're in the swamps. So the bottom level is a. Uh, yeah, sorry, we're we're outside of Beaumont. Kind of is that, that where it is? Yeah, that general area down Winnie. there. Winnie, Winnie. Yeah. Anybody familiar with Winnie? Which is on the coast. I mean, when you drive into the property they hunt, uh, the left hand side is the ocean, and then you turn into the marsh. So yeah, they got a. I can't remember what they call that, but they've got this tank converted into a a um, just a overland vehicle that takes you through the marsh through the water it floats it's it's a pretty awesome deal yeah what do they call that thing i forget what they call it it's like a if jc's watching he knows what it's called yeah what what uh no jc's mad at you he's not watching today uh, that's true <laughs> that's true man i wish the t is a t-rex 
No, they didn't call it a T Rex. I can't remember. It was sick though, but yeah, yeah, you're right. It was like a John boat converted with freaking tank tank mm-hmm. wheels on I mean, it. That, yeah, that's what it looked like. Yeah, but it was as big as that a was tank. nasty. So anyway, yeah, they're down in Winnie. Uh, they do it upright. It's a pretty cool little joint there. It's like a three story building that they uh, they hang out at, and um, um, they got gator there too, and you can do some fishing. Uh, we tried fishing, didn't really have any luck, or at least I tried fishing, didn't have any luck. I don't know. There are fish there, but maybe it just was the wrong time of season. I can't really speak about that. But, um, yeah, the ducks were awesome. They, I mean, they got to set up right with, with blinds, like, buried in the ground. Yeah. That was my first experience ever going to an outfitter and duck hunting. So I was kind of blown away and, and star, starstruck. Mine too, because so, all my duck hunting had been self-taught out the parents' back porch on the lake and you know up in creek bottoms with buddies so it was a it was a lot of a lot of fun um i'll say the the um the guide and uh dog dog trainer was quite humorous as well so hey he'll provide quite a bit of entertainment for you what was his name oh you would ask me that i want to say it started with a c what was the dog's name fucking dog that was the dog's name um (laughs) Man, what is his name? Because I actually I, I saw a funny TikTok and I sent it to JC and said, "Hey, you need to remember. tell old boy God, that I used so his long. name." Man. Oh, it's been so long. Uh, it's it's like a C. Is yeah, it Ch- Chase or no, uh, it's a long, Chandler. 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 Yeah, it's, is the, it's not the dog's name. Chandler is the uh, the guide's name. Yeah. Um, I can see the dog standing right in front of me. He's a yellow lab. Mm-hmm. God. Anyway, yeah. it doesn't matter. It was entertaining. Yeah. This place is pretty fun, though. If you guys are looking for a duck hunt getaway, um, they take care of you down there. We did a little dove hunting, too. But that, that's what? all going to depend on what, what time of the year it right. is, right? So, yeah. I, I did get a chance to go back for big ducks uh, later in the year. And um, some of the guys went fishing. And they actually did pull in some reds. So, they did pretty good. Oh, really? Yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Cool. I like it. All right, what's next? I mean, I think we got I think we got enough in us to talk about the peace de resistance, don't you think? Mm. <laughs> enough in us as in bourbon? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Blackwater gate service. I mean, guide service. Yeah, man. Um, I'm pulling it up for, uh, for the YouTube viewers right now. Hunting is hunting, guys. It is, 100%. You can't. You can't guarantee anything, right? What I think an outfitter should be able to do is guarantee maximum effort to get you on something. That's what I think you should expect if you decide to cash in your cards with the do-it-yourself, rely on somebody's expertise, rely on them to know how their how their animals move, and be able to really kind of put you in the best position to, okay, it's either... It's either you're going to make it happen or you're not. And I have to think that that is not what was provided to us with Blackwater. Yeah. I mean, I was kind of the, I was not kind of, I was the point man to try to go do this. David and I tried to go get an axis buck and um, it was down in the hill country. We were super pumped about it, man. We found this outfitter that seemed to be communicating with myself pretty well. He had the way that this guide service works is um, they are they are the 
guide and the outfitter, but they work with landowners. So they don't have their own set property like the two we've already talked about and actually all the others that we've talked about or we're going to talk about. This is more of a, um, they're the outfitting service and they've got, you know, half a dozen ranchers that they pay a fee to in order to go onto their property and shoot whatever animals they have to offer. So they got hunt packages based on that. So their prices are a little bit cheaper than everybody else's, <clears throat> excuse me. But, um, with that being said, their prices are a little bit cheaper than somebody else's. If you catch my drift, no. uh, the communication in the beginning for myself was good. Um, we picked out a spot kind of within our budget range of what we wanted to spend on an access and what we were wanting to get. And then, um, Man, I checked in with the guy like a week and he was like, no, nah, you know, I really think you guys should go here. And it was the more expensive ranch. Part of me wants to believe that he was looking out for our best interest. Well, and then part of part of me wants to believe that he was just trying to get more money out of me. I don't know. I mean, you can get into the circumstances with him if you want, but I, I think he was looking out for our interests. I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. Um, but that's neither here nor there at this point. But yeah, like David said, man, we we showed up and it was a pretty ranch. They had a bunch of exotics. Gorgeous. Uh, I can't remember how many acres ranch. I think it was like 500, 500. 500 acres, a bunch of axes. And there were a bunch of pretty axes, man. But so the to thing- be layman about it, it was a shit show when we got there. Yeah. You know, that we were, but an hour before we wanted to hunt, we were throwing up pop-up blinds and moving tree stands. And yeah. it was... It was very poorly run, let me put it that way, without going into too much detail. So I don't I don't know that we got the best shot at it, and that kind of irritates me for going down there and spending our time and spending our money. Now, fortunately, it was a kill, no kill, no pay, mm-hmm. so we didn't pay anything. Um, but Well, a minor fee. Well, yeah, a minor fee to, to stay there. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we didn't you know, pay the trophy fee, but... Yeah. I mean, I was there to pay the trophy fee to get a trophy, so it was super. It was super irritating. Felt like we weren't really taken care of. This was a. We have a we have a running joke around here that we call them Blackwater Gate Service because all they did was open the gate, and then we had to do everything else pretty much for a guide service, and it was a it was a piss poor experience, and I'm not going back. No. So, you guys might have had a great experience or know who I'm talking about, and good for you. And I hope you had a great experience, to be honest with you, because that's what, you know, outfitters are all about. But ours just wasn't that way. So, you know, maybe we'll get another option or another opportunity in the future. But for now, I'm A-OK with never going back. So, uh, what did Larry, Larry, would you say? Would you be interested in trying to harvest a black buck? A, a black duck. A black duck, What's yeah. a black duck? Yeah. What's a black duck? It's a duck that's black. Thanks, David. You're Larry, welcome. what's a black duck, man? Larry's always in the always. In yeah, the I've seen him. He's been hanging out. He's 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 number one follower. Yeah, Larry, tell me what a black duck is, man. Uh, let's move on to the next one. Uh, I'm gonna let you talk about it. Triple H, while I pull this up. All right, uh, Triple H. Uh, outfitters um, they're up in South Dakota and it was a pheasant hunt I was able to go on it was a really entertaining time I had never been pheasant hunting any kind of um, you know upland bird hunting I have I haven't done any and it was a lot of fun they um, had some good dogs that were were fun to watch as well very entertaining and um, but man they have they have quite a bit of um, land up there that they hunt they 
you know, the meals are done right. The guides are communicative. They, they want to talk to you about it. They want to educate you. Um, they want to have fun just as much as you do. So it was, uh, it was a really great experience. We ended up hitting the limit every day, and we had a large group of people. So I'm talking, uh, you know, it's three birds per person a day. We're talking quite uh, quite the number. We were in the, I think, and if I remember correctly, we were in the 90 number every day. And um, our last hunt was really spectacular. Um, and from what I've heard from the people who've been up there before, they tend to save that field for the last hunt to want you, keep you coming back wanting for more, you know. But, yeah. man, we the, the first day, we worked pretty hard, and we spent about three hours to get a limit. The second day, it was about five hours. We stopped for lunch, went back out. And that third morning, which I'm glad it, it happened the way it did because it got cold overnight, and I was not prepared uh, with the right gear because it was so warm. Uh, unseasonably warm, you know, that I was like, well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to carry all this stuff. So, um, I just threw in a couple extra layers just in <clears> case <throat> it got cool, but it got cold, but we limited out like in an hour and 20 minutes that morning. That last day? Oh yeah. It was, it was nuts. It was just boom, boom, boom. I mean, walk, you walk and you stop. Once you shoot, you stop so the dogs can retreat cover and come back right and then you keep walking because those birds will run in between you if you're not paying attention they stay seated as much as they can and they don't fly until it's like they think it's the last the last option right so you know we'd shoot a few birds we'd walk a good ways we'd shoot a few birds that last morning we would walk we'd stop we'd shoot birds while the dog is trying to find that bird he's flushing other birds so like we would stay in the same spot for like 20 minutes just birds just all you know you're sitting there talking all of a sudden there's a bird you're like oh man so it was it was a lot of fun it was a good time i uh, i really enjoyed from, that trip what i've heard from other people south dakota is the pinnacle of um pheasant hunting yeah. And it sounds like that was your experience, at least on the last day. It was. It was a good time. I mean, we, like I said, we limited it out each day, but we did have to work the other two days for it. Yeah. yeah it was a good time. I'd like to go. Have you eaten it? Oh, yeah. You, how, yeah. how would they eat? So, I've been told they can dry out pretty quickly. I I uh, was looking and I found like a beer can chicken kind of recipe um, to try and keep it moist. And the funny thing is, um, you know, they're small. So... Um, I took the Red Bull can because I barely fit up in its cavity. The, and, the skinny ones? Yeah. And, you know, cut the top off, cleaned it out, and poured some beer in that and used it. And, I mean, seasoned it up, cooked it. It was good. I'll probably tell you that next year or if we ever get to go back, um, I probably won't do a whole bird because there's just not a whole lot of meat in the legs and the wings. And it's real stringy. But the breast is really good. So I'll probably just breast them What's out. it taste like? Mm, like is it, is it chickeny? I mean, everybody everybody yeah. has chicken, but I mean, is it chickeny or what? Yeah, it's it's chickeny. I mean, it's it's like dark meat on chicken. Even the breast is kind of lean. So kind of juicy. More, a little more towards dark meat mm. with the flavor. It's good. You didn't keep any of the pelts, did you? No, I did not. Why? You know, it's like when you're on a, one of these boats that we're about to talk about. You catch all these fish, you know, and they they tag them in some cases. Some cases it's just, okay, everybody's, you know, depending on what you're trying or where you're at and what you're catching and what the, the laws are, 
you know, you're in Louisiana catching redfish, you're just throwing them all in the lab, though. Nobody knows who's who, right? Right. I mean, you know, when you, if you get a big one, you're going to take a picture with it, but um, it was kind of one of those deals. And so we get back, and it's like, okay, we all go to lunch, and then get to work and start cleaning birds. So um, I just didn't keep one. Hmm. I know, you're disappointed. It's okay. I'm not disappointed, but now you just you just threw the ball back in my court to have to go and get yeah. one because now I hadn't seen one in person yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You'll make me spend some money. No, no, no. You're going to have a, a retreat. We're going to talk business. Oh, we're going to have a retreat with all, you know, less than half a dozen employees. I'm sure Larry will come. Yeah, Larry, you want to go? South Dakota? You never told me what a black duck was. I don't even know if you're still in here, man. The, the phone is like... Like five feet away from me, so the fact that I can even read it is is pretty crazy. Yeah, I can't read that. But um, yeah. I can I can read it if I do this. Larry, Larry, if you come back to us, what's a black duck? <laughs> come back to me, Larry. Larry, Larry, Larry. Larry. <laughs> All right, moving on. Okay. You're gonna talk about this one too. God, uh, I don't like talking. Uh, hey, look, there's Larry. Larry, he see he'd like to go. Larry, how are you going to chime in and, and say that you want to go on a pheasant hunt and just skip over the fact you haven't told us what a black duck is yet? You're killing me, dog. Uh, tomahawk. Tomahawk. Is. Tomahawk sport fishing um, out of San Diego. Really good group of guys. A lot of fun. The captain, I uh, don't remember, don't get me lying, but been doing it a long time. Um, really great guy. Uh, all the all the guys on the boat, the crew, the cook, she, she was excellent. She did great. Um, it was a rough, a rough night. The night we went out, we traveled out about 150 miles overnight. He got on. How long did that take? Oh man. It was like eight hours. Eight hours on the boat. Uh, well, yeah. Overnight. One way. Yeah. Already, and we're not talking. We're not talking cruise ship. No, we're, we're talking, talking feeling every bump. I'm, yeah, you're talking. There wasn't. They weren't bumps. They were hills. Feeling every hill you went over, and you try to sleep on the way out there, and you can't. At least I couldn't. And so you know, we doesn't sound like I'd be able to do. You go to get on a plane to fly out there at eight a.m. Of course you're going to start drinking, and then you're drinking all day, and then you're drinking waiting to get on the boat. So yeah, it wasn't. The night out wasn't a great experience, but I did not get seasick. Um, came real close, but that morning about five o'clock, he he found what he was looking for, and we started catching dorados, mahi mahi, and they are fun to fight. Mm-hmm. I've only caught redfish before, but yeah. uh, they were fun to fight. You didn't get to keep any of them, did you? Um, no. Well, we were going to keep them, and then we came into logistics issues with the person that we had set up to be able to process the fish and ship. And so we donated them when we got back, but it was still, my heart is slowly tearing in half. I know. I mean, I I was, I mean, I wasn't excited about it, but it is what it is. What'd you donate them to? Uh, It was like a good cause or just some like random dude. Like, like, I mean, if we're talking like the, the halfway home or like we're talking big about, brothers, big sisters, then, and then I'm not, I'm about to shut my trap. But if you're talking about Larry I down can, the street, I'm going to pissed off about it. I can honestly not speak to that because um, I wasn't in charge of that portion of the trip. Okay. But I know they got I'll leave it alone. I'll leave yeah. it alone. 
Okay. I got donated to somebody's freezer. Let's just make sure that Larry, man, I missed it, dude. Tell me again what a black duck is. You said it's above that comment. I I can't. I Here. can't scroll. Oh, I can't. Yeah, yeah, I can't. Just just tell me what it is again, brother. I appreciate you being here, man. Gentlemen, dilly dilly, welcome. Hang out with us for a little bit. Hello. All right. Let me uh, let me cue up this. Uh, let me cue up this next one. Um, who is the next one? I don't know. You're in charge. Thompson Temple. Okay. David hasn't been to Thompson Temple, but I, I have. I wanted to go. Yeah, we wanted to go to. And you Thompson. messed it up. So, so Thompson Temple is. Um, Thompson Temple Ranch is a ranch in the hill country that I went on. Oh my gosh, how long ago? Five years ago now. Um, mm, it's pretty dusty. So yeah. <laughs> Are you just going to throw me under the bus and talk shit like, hey, you don't take care of your taxidermy? Well, I mean, that's okay. I don't really care. Um, especially not for that one. Might be the look you're that's going just, for. That's just a Euro. So, Thompson Temple Ranch, uh, the guy was really nice. He's an outfitter in uh, the hill country. And he does, man, I don't know what all he does to be 100% honest with you. Um I thought he had a ton of exotics. I thought, you know, I thought he did too, but it's been a hot minute. And um, I know he's got he's got sheep and odd. Oh boy, he's got sheep and odd ad. What did you do? Um, I think he's got access on his main ranch. But basically, the way that he sets it up, he's got a main ranch, and he's got all these exotics you can go hunt that are awesome. And he's got a secondary ranch. It has discount rams and sheep. Uh, there's one behind you that you can't see, and then there's one over here that you can't see a doll sheep. And uh, it was fun, man. I didn't know what to expect. My best man at my wedding actually took me there as a gift, and uh, we we went out and he bought me he bought me the animals that are now on my wall for a fee. It was super cheap, man. I want to say that I shot a black Hawaiian full curl. And the doll sheet behind me, full curl for like twelve hundred bucks. It was cheap. Like that's both of them for like twelve hundred bucks. That's why I wanted to go. Yeah. So it was a bunch of fun. The only downfall it is is it was like shooting fish in a barrel, man. They were confined to about oh fifty acres on the hillside. I didn't realize it was that small. Yeah, it was pretty small. So you, you, you go in in the valley at the base of this kind of hill. And, um, you know, I say hill because mountains, there's no mountain in Texas. So the base of this hill, and it was real rocky. And we trekked up, and they kind of stayed all huddled together and went and, you know, picked out which one we want and liked and put a stalk on it and everything. So, I mean, there was, there was hunting aspects to it, and it was physically vigorous. Um, but... Hard. What time of year was it? June. Yeah, I'm getting there. Yeah, I'm getting to that story. It was hot, man. We were in... If you guys hadn't seen that video, um, for the folks watching on YouTube, it's on my YouTube channel. There's a, It's a four-part, four, three-part series, um, Ram Hunt. That's on there for the guys on TikTok. Uh, check out the YouTube, and it's a three-part series there. Uh, it's kind of long and drawn out, to be truthful with you. Uh, if you want to see where the action is, skip ahead to, to the second video. The first one just kind of getting there, getting unpacked, and talking about the outfitter, which is what I'm doing now. So, um, 
I'm going to get to your questions on TikTok in just a second. Let me finish my thought. I promise. Stick with me. Um, so, yeah, it was it was a bunch of fun. He's got a, some breeders there. Dude, the doll sheep breeder that he had there was snow white, two full curls, mm-hmm. and I bet this thing was 200 on the hoof. I mean, it looked like the rock. It was whoa. It was awesome. That's pretty nice. Yeah, he was like, you can, you can have that one, but it's about 14 grand. <laughs> Is he related to Jim? <laughs> I mean, could be cousins. Could be cousins. He was a super nice guy, though. Um, but, yeah, David brought up the fact that it was in June. So we did this whole hunt, and you'll see in the videos, if you go watch them on YouTube, that it's uh, it's spicy. And I am sweating, dude. And we get back the second day after hunting and hauling the sheep down this mountain, mountain, whatever hill. I'm not feeling too good, man. I got heat stroke. Like, mild mm. heat exhaustion. I don't know about stroke because I didn't go to the hospital or nothing. So, me and my boy drove into town, got some food, stopped about halfway out, and I blew chunks a couple times and go back. And I'm just like, I'm at the point to where I can't tell what's water and what's Gatorade and half of it's going in my mouth and half of it's going on my head. And I'm sitting in front of a fan, <laughs> air conditioners blowing on me. It was it was, it was was probably like 107. Ugh. Easy. And I just didn't take care of myself. Um, so that was pretty terrible. So we shot our rams. Then that happened. I slept. I went to sleep. Hope to God I'd wake up. Woke up about 4.30 in the morning. Refreshed as all get out because I'd been asleep for 16 hours or some oh shit God. like that. 4.30 in the morning. Packed my stuff up. Tapped my boy on the shoulder and said, I'm out, homie. You got to be out of here by 8. And I drove six hours back to McKinney's. <laughs> it was quite a shit show, but uh, we had a good time. We had a good time for sure. Um, yeah, so it was a good place. I would like to go back. I would say downfall of that place. We tried to reach out again and didn't hear anything back, man. I sent three or four emails. Nothing. Called him. Nothing. Nope. And I don't know if maybe he just closed down or something's going on with him. And I hope he's okay because uh, I did meet the guy in person. He was a nice dude, but it was it was kind of depressing and it kind of irritated me if I'm being 100% honest. So um, you guys check him out if you want to try it. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't have anything but nice things to say about it other than the communication factor was piss poor. But maybe that was a, a factor of something going on in his life. So I'm not going to comment too much on that. But. Anyhow, let me get to these questions. It's basically a mallard, but black, and it's rare in the other flyaways. I have never heard of a black mallard, Larry. I'm gonna have to look. I'm gonna look that up right now on the computer. I would like one. Uh, I mean, yeah, who wouldn't? I had a. L J blessings. L J. Blessings. Man, I hope I wasn't just muted the whole time. I'm going to be so pissed. Oh, wow. Because I just looked down and it said it was muted, so I'm going to have to rewatch that. That really irritates me. But it wasn't like that before because I, I, I checked. Anyway, LJ Blessings Ranch. Worried about all this stuff. Hey, this, this, is, mute button. this is a trial run. Oh, okay. I got calling coming tomorrow and it needs to run smoothly. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, I'll tell you about that in a minute. But make, make sure Colin gets us into some ducks here soon. Uh, we're going to talk about it. All right. But, um, yeah, LJ Blessings Ranch. I've been fortunate enough to be a part of that for the last five years. And Dang, has it been that long? Yeah, buddy. 
Just with me. <laughs> That's my boy. Yeah, just with me. So, hmm. yeah, I, I don't have any, I don't even have anything bad to say about it. And I'm not trying to search for something bad, but I guess, I guess the only bad thing I have to say about it is the fact that I don't have any other whitetail outfitter to compare it to. So, when we go to this place, it is top notch. It is completely taken care of, full meals, place to stay. The whitetail are amazing. Jim does a great job. I mean, if you're wanting to go out and get a trophy whitetail or just go out and have a good time, this is the place to go, hands down. So here's my complaint. Oh, boy. You're going to piss Jim off right here. No, I'm not. My complaint is the man has so many deer that I can't afford. <laughs> I mean, it's... You got to... It's like... How do I describe this? This is like, okay... We're going to go out to dinner. Do we want to go get Chipotle? No, I don't want Chipotle. That's too easy. That's, you know, that's, that's something we don't need. Do I want to go over to Chili's, right? The good old Chili's. No. Do we want to go to Saltgrass? No. Do we want to go to Ruth Chris Steakhouse? I mean, you virtually could get any deer you want. He's got it. If you want that class, that class, that class. Typical, non-typical, yeah, chocolate, nacho. I mean, yeah. <laughs> he makes it hard for the gentlemen that don't have the money, and that's me. Yeah. So, thanks, Jim, for making it hard. Yeah, but I've enjoyed of, every year, dude. At the end of the day, though, this this outfitter is is the best. I mean, it's the best place we go all year long. Um. No question. Always feel taken care of. And I've never left there unsatisfied. So, if you're looking to go have a really great time, hunt deer, and make a friend, make a few friends, you go to Jim Falkrods. Because we get Christmas cards every year. His wife is amazing. His staff is great. Handwritten Christmas cards. Yeah. Um... Every time you come in, they're asking about the kids. They they know the person. They don't just know that you're there to hunt and write them a check and move on. So it's it's a pretty amazing establishment. I've uh, you know he said five years. I have to think. You got to be pushing twenty. Well, it's getting real close. I think it's been like seventeen years. So he's. Uh, He's a great guy, and uh, he'll do everything he can to take care of you. So, definitely check him out. Larry, you just asked if Jimbo is affordable. Um, the Jimbo that coaches for Texas A&M behind me is not. His <laughs> salary is ridiculous for the amount of five and seven bullshit that I'm putting up with this year. Um, but the Jimbo that we just talked about at LJ Blessings Ranch. Um, so, 155 class deer, $5,000. $5, Two hundred and five class deer, eleven thousand two hundred and fifty, and you can fill in the blanks in between there. And if you want some more info on it, shoot me a message on Instagram, like you have before. And so I'd like to talk to that because I'm watching a few TikToks here lately myself, bored, and um, I'm seeing some places advertise. Right, you want to go get this two hundred inch deer at blah 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 blah, fourteen thousand nine hundred dollars or or whatever it is. I mean, Jim's prices are very competitive and. Again, it's 
the experience you're going to get from him, in my opinion, I don't, I don't think it matches. I've talked to some guys who've done some outfitting for other whitetail, um, pretty mainstream whitetail outfitters here in the northern <clears throat> central area, and you know, like, yeah, it was a good time. You know, we uh, we shot a nice deer and we ate and we drank, but none of them remember anybody's name. So. What do you mean none of them remember? I mean, they don't remember the guy's name. They don't remember the owner's name. I mean, there's there wasn't a whole lot of interaction past, let's take you out and get your deer, and then let's, you know, get you fed, so. Really? Yeah. I have to think that, again, if you want to you wanna have a really good time, shoot a really nice deer and have a friend, call up Jim. Yeah, 100%. Too easy there. Too easy there. Um, blacktail, very tough to find. My nocturnal, very nocturnal animal. And I didn't know they were nocturnal. Mm-hmm. Jumpy. Hmm. Another one that I'd like to go after and try is that coos deer. I know. I'd like to go with coos deer. If you guys just joined us on TikTok or on YouTube, um, we're at the end of our, our deal here. And um, we already talked about all the outfitters. So we're going to hang out for another 10 or 15 maybe and have another drink and uh, answer any questions you got. So let it fly. We'll do a Q&A, get you guys in here, and uh, and uh, see what we can do. But I'll let David finish his thought. Coos deer. Yeah, Interesting. I would have to agree with coos deer. It'd be, it'd be different. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure. obviously it's not, I guess when you look at a trophy, it's not the, the size. I think it's more about the ability to actually harvest that deer. Because everything I've watched, I mean, they're like the blacktail. They're very difficult. Yeah. Very difficult to track, very difficult to get on. So Yeah. I'd really like to go for a caribou. Yeah. Jim, I mean, there's a lot that I'd like to go for, right? But if we're talking that kind of hard, elusive, I mean, you got to go up. Alaska, Canada, the yeah. Yukon, yeah, and to hunt it with a bow, man. I mean, those those caribou can—they're moving. I mean, they travel hundreds of miles. Yeah, they, on they, a on a three day basis, you know. Yeah, they're not. You're not getting the opportunity where they stop and no, give you that stopping. broadside shot. No, no, no. Yeah. You're waiting on them to stop trotting long enough and take a ship so you can let the arrow fly at about seventy yards. Yeah. Oh, Jimbo's done a few of those, and he's told us some stories. So yeah. he's got he's got two nice trophies on his wall. Mm. <sighs> that would be amazing. Caribou, moose. They scare me a little bit. What do you mean? <laughs> they're big yeah. and they're aggressive. Have you not watched Meat Eater? <laughs> yeah, I've watched Meat Eater. Yeah. I don't. I mean. How are you scared of a moose? I just can't get over it. It's big. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, this is Justin. This is your captain speaking. <laughs> if you look out your left window, we have a moose, and it's fucking huge. David, don't be too scared. <laughs> Come on now. I need a parachute. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, they're big. <laughs> all I got oh my god yeah they're big I apologize they're big mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm, I'm most interested in hitting the elk mule deer because I haven't been able to hunt that I'm really liking the idea of heading up for the blacktail 
Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, try and build kind of a uh, catalog, if you will, on my wall. A catalog. Yeah. Um, I grew up as a meat meat hunter because every time I got to go, it was my mom was too mad. My dad would never shoot anything. He'd just go get drunk, and she wanted the meat, so I'd go. And so I always went, and I shot the deer, and dad got drunk, and that was... <laughs> That was our bonding experience. Um, if so, you're wondering, that's David and I's bonding experience now. This week of hunting and I shoot the deer and David gets drunk. Screw you. I Apple shoot, doesn't I still, fall far I from the tree. shoot my deer. <laughs> asshole. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, I've always just, I love the meat, right? So that's what I do. And, you know, I've shot a few nice, you know, Cull bucks, if you will, or if you're on public land and you, you know, you shoot a nice public land trophy in the 130 range, right? I mean, they're, they're generally not gigantic by any means. And I've never shoulder mounted a deer until the one you put on the screen the other night for your birthday. That's my biggest deer. And now that I've got my white tail shoulder mount, obviously, if I, if I come across free range a nicer deer than that i'm going to shoot him and shoulder mount him if i have that opportunity but at this point i'd rather move to like a mule deer all the other things like doing mule deer and you know get that one trophy for each because i mean that deer to me is you know i say this some people kind of turn off to it hopefully you don't but when i look at that deer and when i knew that i wanted a north american white-tailed deer on my wall bambi was my image right Oh, the deer that you shot? Yeah. Gen- oh, yeah, 100%. Too the easy. Bambi grows up. He's that gorgeous deer, you know. I grew up watching that. I've watched it with my kids. And I was like, that's that's the look I want. I want that typical North American white-tailed deer. And, again, if, if I get lucky and something crazy comes out or, you know, just a monster comes out, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to certainly take my opportunity. But if I'm searching again for something to put on the wall in a shoulder mount fashion it's going to be the elk and it's going to be the mule deer and all the other things see i, I want to get a mule deer but i'm scared of mule deer because they're big <laughs> they hear really well no i'm not scared of mule deer like that i'm scared of mule deer because i've always been talking about how half the hunt is you know putting it in the freezer and feeding your family and that's that's the whole point right and i've heard I don't have experience in this, but I have heard that mule deer are very sagey. Yeah. Like they don't, they're earthy, you know, and I just don't get spoiled getting the white tail that have been eaten, you know, good and everything like that. They don't taste like anything. And it's like a, you know, medium rare steak when you, when you hawk up the back straps and stuff. And I'm, I'm scared that you go for the mule deer and you get this awesome deer and everything that I've seen in the industry is if you're going to shoot a mule deer, shoot a yearling little spike because yeah. you know the meat isn't tainted yet but then again if you're going for a mule deer and you're not like us who have white tail in their backyard and it's okay to shoot does yeah. i'm going for a mule deer i'm going for a trophy because i don't know how many times i'm going to be able to get a mule deer yeah and then i shoot this trophy and it's beautiful on my wall but tastes like shit in my belly i don't know how excited i'm going to be you know a lot of seasoning in a crock pot i mean i guess i just that's what scares me about mule deer i've heard the same but i mean Everybody's palate's different, and not everybody's culinary skills are the same. So, yeah, I have to think you'd make it taste pretty damn good. 
Thank you. But I don't know. I'd have to I'd have to look up some recipes on that for sure. Yeah. For sure. What else? They taste good. Somebody thinks. They Larry? Taste, Larry. They taste good, I think. I'm not sure. I'm going to try to be as nice as I can, Larry, because <laughs> I don't really know you, but you've been hanging out on the channel for a while, and I, I appreciate it more than you know, man. And, and I'm bottom of my heart for real, because we're trying to grow a brand here and grow a community that um, has people like yourself that enjoy the conversation and, and really like the outdoors. So I want to thank you first and foremost. But by thanking you, I feel like I've opened myself up to say pretty much whatever the hell I want. <laughs> and you saying they oh, taste boy. they taste good, I think, doesn't help me with a <laughs> shit on whether or not I want to go shoot a mule deer. <laughs> oh, boy. But thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder about the blacktail. I wonder how they taste. Yeah, is um is cracker? I feel like I'm butchering the hell out of that. Get up there and take a look. Cackle? Oh, just, your, see? See? I was a dick. That's what it was. Larry, you, Larry. you're right. Thank you for putting me in my place. I appreciate that. You see what I have to put up? <laughs> Are they sagey, in your opinion? Honestly? Yeah, I'd like to know about the blacktail, too. That would be interesting. You know, Mr. Steve... With meat here, thinks everything tastes amazing, which... Well, my man eats the liver and stuff, so... I don't, I don't know about y'all, but I don't eat the liver. We did have some heart. The heart was fine. I didn't have a problem with the heart. I think we needed to probably soak it a little longer. Yeah, well, I mean, we... Jesus. We cut it. <laughs> what are we doing Colin there? and I aren't going to have anything to drink tomorrow. Please. He's bringing a bottle. What's, he's bringing a Texas bourbon in here. I don't know what he's bringing... I don't know what he's bringing. Colin, you and your Texas bourbons. I didn't mind the one we had when it was duck hunting. Yeah. Let me get back to the heart. Yes. We ate the heart out of a deer that was just shot and literally salt and peppered it and on the grill. So, I mean, it was it was as tasty, primal as you could get. But I would agree. If I was going to do heart again, I'd probably like ceviche soak it and then cook it. I, w I don't know. I would like to try it straight up ceviche and some lime juice. Okay. Just one. I mean, come on, dude. A little pico de gallo. De grr. De grr. Let's do it. Thaw pico, one out. Pico de grr. Thaw one out. How many we got in the freezer? Dude, there's like eight in the freezer. <laughs> if he was to get busted right now by like, you know, somebody, no, are, they and might. they open the freezer, and they'll be like, they might be over different years. Why are there eight hearts <laughs> in your Who <laughs> Are these human baby hearts? What are these? Oh, my God. Because they're itty bitty. I package them like together, though, like two hearts to a package. Oh, of course. Who wouldn't? Full, I went full Dexter on it. <laughs> Safe plastic. <laughs> No, we do need to eat some of those because I haven't busted a open since we shot them last year. Yeah, I mean, we need to do that. I guess let's do some ceviche and have a podcast. Deal. What's going on here? Hold on a second. Oh, he broke it. I didn't break it. It done been broken. I bet that's happening. 
Well, which is dumb. I believe our battery died. For those of you that can't hear me. IT support has came in and we are back. Kind of. Maybe. Is there not a light that would blink that that's going to happen? What? Is there not a light on this thing that would should blink that that's going to happen? No, well, it, the screen like went out. Right, but should there be a notification or no? You Is would it, think, but no. That's why I asked. Yeah, yeah, I mean... Let me get this minute to do. I don't got a minute, man. You, you, you got minutes. You done got me half a bottle in. No, I got you a quarter bottle in because I've been drinking too. Yeah, but you don't drink as fast as I do. So I, whose problem is that? Uh, depends on whose bottle it is. <laughs> my bottle. <laughs> Not my problem. Exactly. What else you got back here? We need to expand this. What do you mean expand it? It's not enough. It's... Mm. Oh, that's it right there. The blue tape on the Eagle Rare, that's our mix of old force. A mix of whatever it was, yeah. You know that... Um, I don't know how deep I am in this, but... I do like it more than I did. I told you. And I've got probably a little bit more of that in the bottle that we first bought at home. Oh, really? So no. you know what I'm going to do? I'll bring that over and let's compare them. Because I'm telling you, that one, I was like, man, this is like drinking a toasted marshmallow. The one that you have? The original bottle, that the first really? bottle of this that we got. You don't think? You don't remember it? I don't remember it enough to be truthful with you. Hmm. We'll have to see. Hmm. Is that thing up there broken too? No, TikTok's still rolling. It's just the the battery died on the camera that's live streaming to uh Nobody's watching this. They got bored with us. No, there's four. I bet Larry's still here. Um I bet Larry doesn't realize why he's still here. Larry's a good guy, man. Oh uh, I think he is. I think he's wondering why he's watching us too, Yahoo's. I think Larry enjoys the content, David. <laughs> You're right, sir. My apologies. Yeah, ass. I'm just trying to be funny. It's not working. I don't know why this isn't working either. It's really starting to hack me off. I'm doing a whole new deal with the with the trying to open broadcast deal that I've been learning, and it's just not. It's just not working. I told you. I told you. Hmm. All right. Let's see. I don't know if I can get us back. It's really starting to to make me mad. Back with YouTube. Yeah. Does that mean I can take off the headphones? No. Ah, damn it. <laughs> he probably stopped a long time ago. No, it just, and he's just because of the, the freaking headphones to piss me off. No, because of the freaking uh, battery that died, it won't it won't show up, and it's really starting to 
starting to irritate me. But I got to figure this out, though. Well, while he figures that out, I'd like to say thank you for joining in. Yeah. I don't know that I'm going to be able to figure it out. Throw up in any comments any outfitters you guys have been at that uh, worth checking into. We like to do all yeah, sorts that'd of hunting. Be great. We definitely like to draw the string more than anything. But we'll pick up a shotgun. Um, he's trying to talk me into picking up a rifle. I haven't shot a deer with a rifle. I've shot one deer with a rifle over the last two decades. But I'm not opposed to it if it's the right situation. I'd love to. I mean, I'd honestly love to take the mule deer with a bow. I would. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but if the scenario doesn't present itself in that manner, yeah, I'd like a 350, 400 yard shot with a rifle. That'd be awesome. What I don't really care to do is anything under 200 yards with a rifle just because <clears throat> generally I can go on the, um, the scheduled meat hunt that we do and put enough meat in the freezer so that, um, you know, I'm feeding the family and I'm able to enjoy the meat all year long. So if I'm going to take anything else, I really want it with a strain, you know, a challenge. Um, not that it's in my mind as much giving the animal the opportunity, you know, as far as to get away, but hone my craft and my skills. So, yeah, I agree with you. This ain't going to work for me. It's really starting to irritate me. And I don't know why it's not working. And that's the most irritating part. Larry is a do-it-yourselfer. My gosh, Larry. I am definitely now wondering why we're not watching you. He says, uh, what is it? I've done all my hunts on a do-it-ourselves twice in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Just local state land. <clears throat> Man, Colorado is the state to do that yeah, in. We've Colorado's got a DIY for sure. We've got a couple of friends. I got a got a friend that got really lucky this year. He went to Colorado for an, he got a a mule mule deer tag in Colorado this year, an elk tag in Colorado this year, and a um, whitetail tag in Idaho. A whitetail tag. I don't know that you. I mean, you probably told me about that, but I don't. I guess I didn't hear about that. So, I mean, he he's he's excited. He's between. I think what he was telling me with all the hunting he was going to be doing, he was going to be only home three days in November, and out like the first week of December, like he's gone. And that that's, sounds great. That's amazing. Um, so bully to him. He only has one kid and she's in college, so he doesn't have to worry about that anymore. Yeah. Lucky, right. man, lucky man. But yeah, got another guy who a couple buddies, him and a couple buddies, they go to Colorado. They've been going to Colorado for six or seven years, I think. Mm. Something long, I know, like that. And uh, it's, it's public land and, you know, over the counter. Uh, Tags. That's why I know it's only like six fifty or seven hundred dollars to do it. And anyways, it's a good time. I'd like to do that. Yes, please. Well, it's not gonna be next year because I already told you next year we're gonna go do it right. So. Okay. So yeah, that's how that goes. Is it a retreat? 
It's <laughs> yeah, we, it's, we, it's a retreat. Are we going to be talking business strategy? Business strategy solutions. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. We'll be in touch, Larry. Uh, all right. Well, I reckon we're about mm-hmm. done. Talk about some outfitters. Um, oh, I got to present the uh, the question. The question for next time, but I, I think I might just save it because this YouTube isn't working and it's really it's really pissing me off and I don't know why. God, dude, is working all day today and I'm doing the same shit and it's not working. I give him the question. You always post the question on YouTube. I know, but I always post the question later. But anyway, well, I can't give it to him. No, I'm gonna wait till tomorrow because Colin's coming. Colin's coming, and uh, I don't want to give it now and then do it do another one. Like, I'll, gi- I'll give it tomorrow, and then we'll do the question. So, Larry, thanks for being with us, man. You're awesome. Um, everybody else that came and joined with us, I appreciate every one of y'all. Every one of y'all is is great. Thanks for hanging out with us. Hopefully, you guys learned something uh, about some outfitters that maybe you could try if you wanted to come down to Texas or South Dakota or California or something like that. That'd be great. Um, y'all go make sure you follow me on Instagram for all of the most recent posts and TikTok. Thank you so much. Do a subscribe on uh, YouTube to make sure you don't miss out on any content. Um, but until next time, which will be tomorrow, if you guys are still hanging out with us, um, sometime after dinner, I don't really know what time yet. I'm going to have a guest on here that does a bunch of duck hunting. He's a part of a bourbon club, uh, and uh, he's going to be a good time to hang out with. So join us tomorrow night for our, uh, our next podcast, um, episode 11. We're going to be talking to a buddy of mine named Colin Nelson, and we're going to hang out and have a good time. So... Stay tuned. I'll give you the trivia question tomorrow and uh, make sure you just stay, stay, stay good and pour a drink tonight and on a Thursday and be still. Don't suck. Thanks for being with us.